Welcome, everybody. This is Jacob. I'm Joe. I'm Jakob. And we're here to talk about agile life and monkeys. <laughs> monkeys being kind of random topics that we um, sort of go in directions that are unplanned. And today, a little bit different than the format that we normally do, we've got somebody joining us. Oh, yes. And today is a special episode because it's episode number 10 and because we have a guest. And our guest is Killeen Hearns. Uh, I met Killeen uh, at the conference maybe two weeks ago, Agile on the Beach conference here in New Zealand. And I was amazed hearing about resilience and how we can deal with stress from Killeen. So we decided that we, we need to have them, we need to have him on, on the podcast. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much, lads. It's, it's great to be here. <laughs> Um, uh, Killian Hearns, I, I didn't have the pleasure of meeting you. I was moving at the time. I wasn't able to go to the conference. Um, could you uh, help me and anybody in our audience who might be new to you? Who are you and uh, what are you about? So I'm a leadership and performance coach. Um, I've been doing leadership coaching for about nine years now, coming up to nine years um, I work with individuals, I work with teams, and I work across organizations. And basically how I describe what I do is wherever a person is at and wherever they want to get to, I help close that gap. So if an organization needs, um, I suppose, particular training in a particular area, say communication or even resilience or growth mindset or any other topic related to the mind or you know, human performance, mm -hmm. uh, I can I can help right across organizations or high performing teams or just with individuals, you know, um, if they're ready for the next step in their career or they want to they want to perform at a higher level. That's that's what I do. I jump in and I help them out as best I can. So when you were five years old and someone asked you what you wanted to do um, when you grow up, would it have <laughs> been a, a performance coach, a leadership coach? Is that how you would have answered no, I wanted to be in the army. Actually, I was. <laughs> I had a lot of energy as a child. Um, no, I suppose I came across this when I was traveling around Australia. Uh, you know, I was backpacking in New Zealand. They call it the OE, um, and I really hit rock bottom. To be honest, I had very little money. I had nowhere really to stay, and I just lost the only job that I could find. And I was pretty much living on cheese sandwiches. And I bumped into this guy who was trying to sell me something and he recruited me to sell insurance. And um, <laughs> as part of his training, he introduced me to Anthony Robbins. So he gave All me right. a tape on Anthony Robbins. And since then I've just been hooked on personal development, professional development. And um, about, about nine or 10 years ago, I ran into a lady, an Irish lady, Moira Mallon from Christchurch. She's, she's amazing. And um, we were just chatting and I didn't know she was a coach, but she was helping me sort out a lot of stuff that was going on in my head at the time. So I was getting wow. free coaching for the price of a cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, it's just, it just, I was, I was absolutely fascinated by the field of coaching and I've been doing it ever since. Oh, that's an amazing story. How funny. So you, it, you, you didn't choose the career. It sounds like the career chose you. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. You could say that. Yeah. Um, right. Um, I was so, told. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Jakob. No, I just wanted to move us to to the beautiful story of, of the king that uh, Killeen 
um, told us at the conference. Maybe we can start there. Sure, sure. Well, if, if any of your listeners have ever been to any of my talks or um, my presentations, I always like to start off with a story. And in this particular story, it's about a king. And the king was sitting in his throne and he's surrounded by all of his advisors. And they're looking at two landscape paintings because several months before the king reached out to all the land, all the artists in the land, and he gave them a challenge. He wanted them to create something, a painting that represented peace and calm and tranquility. And, um, and before him were the two finalists. And on the left-hand side was a beautiful landscape painting of a calm lake with early morning mist just rising off of it. And the lake was surrounded by trees and the shadows of the trees were falling across the lake. And it was, there were no ripples. It was just the epitome of calm. It really was a beautiful painting. And on the right-hand side, in contrast, was another landscape painting. But this one was of a picture of a raging waterfall thundering off these jagged, dark rocks. The clouds above were angry and gnarled and black and gray. And the rain was lashing the landscape. It was coming in horizontally. And the, you know, the, the trees were bent over with the force of the wind. And the, the advisors were thinking, what's, what's wrong here? What's, what's the issue? Surely it's the one on the left. <laughs> and eventually, after some thought, the king leans forward to the painting on the right-hand side. He leans forward to the one with the raging waterfall, and he says, this Ooh. is the winner. Hmm. But what I want to know is, um, from both of you, actually, is, is what causes you stress? What causes stress? Mm, I, I, for me, it might be a mix of pressure that I'm feeling. Mm. Uh, and I discovered that often this pressure comes from myself. Um, yeah. But there is some sort of pressure. Um, and uh, pressure and maybe uncertainty. Yep, that oh, uncertainty. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Joe, um, what about it? Myself, um, I'm... I'm probably if um, it seems like something is being communicated to me and there's something missing, like um, if, if it doesn't make sense to me. Um, mm. So uh, for instance, um, if someone tells me something and in the way that they've told it or the words that they've used or the situation that they've described, it doesn't seem like it would be possible or it's not likely. It, to me, that causes me stress, um, which is also a skill that I use in working to find out where maybe there's communication issues as well. But it, um, yes, yeah, so when things don't complete, that causes me stress. Mm, interesting, interesting. And that's, that's right. These, these things absolutely do cause, cause stress in people. And you're certainly not alone. I mean, other things that have come up when I run these uh, webinars, when I run these workshops is, you know, kids, is parents is illness is money you know too much money can be very stressful oh, for yeah. people <laughs> um right <laughs> you know I'll, I'll believe it when i experience it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there are loads and loads of different things out there that do cause us cause us stress but <clears throat> I want to share with you uh, another little story. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of a scenario, I guess. And I just want you to imagine that if you and I were out on a boat, right, a small little boat out in the harbor, say, 
and yes. um, you know we're pretty tough, Jacob. We're you know we don't we don't wear life jackets, so there sure we are. are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there we are out in this little boat, having a great time catching the odd fish, and and then all of a sudden this freak wave comes out of nowhere and knocks us both into the water, and. What? You know, we, we pop up out of the water at the same time and, and you know, you pop up and you're laughing and joking. And you're thinking, where did that wave come from? Why, where did that wave <laughs> That's so, Jakob. Exactly. Yeah, this, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> but me, on the other hand, I'm, I'm scrambling for the edge of the boat, you mm-hmm. know. I'm, I'm trying to hang on to mm-hmm. the edge of the boat. And, and Jakob, you take one look at my face and you go, clean. Look, it's okay. You, you just stay with the boat. I'm going to swim in and get help. I'll be back shortly. Yeah. And off you go, mm-hmm. and you're swimming away, and um, you're thinking to yourself, you know, <laughs> that was hilarious. Where did that wave come from? <laughs> you know, did you see the look on Hearns's face? I can't wait to tell people in my next podcast about this one, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, I'm left hanging on to the boat, and, and I'm white-knuckled at this stage. You know, I'm hanging on real tight. And I start to notice that the boat, the boat is drifting out into the open ocean. And I'm starting to feel cold, real cold. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to check, you know, starting to ask, how long does it take for, for a body to get hypothermia in these waters? I mean, it, it, you know, I could slip off and, and, and disappear. And, and then, oh, my God, what was that? I see a shadow in the water and it's a shark and I'm going to get eaten alive. So, oh, my God. <laughs> so J- here, Jacob, why did you leave him? I know, right? <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> Typical Jacob. <laughs> Playful water otter that he is. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so here oh we my are. Gosh. Here we are yeah. in the middle of the ocean, or sorry, in exactly the same situation. Exactly the same situation at exactly mm-hmm. the same time. But Jacob, you're not stressed, whereas mm-hmm. I am. I'm about to lose my life with stress, right? Yeah. So what is it that you're doing differently than I am? That I'm able to do. Is it that I'm I'm trying to see what I can control? The, you're thinking about things in a different way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So your cognitive processes are more future focused. You're focusing on the funny stuff, what you can do, problem solving, yeah. right? Where where are my thought processes going? Um, this is all going. This is all happening to me. Yeah. And it's it's not going to be good. I mean, I'm I'm going to get hypothermia. I'm, you're never yeah. going to find my body. I'm going to get eaten by a shark, you know. <laughs> and who knows? A killer whale could come along and, and gobble me up. And you know, you might say, well, you know, no one has ever been attacked in the wild by a killer whale. But that's only because they've never found the bodies. <laughs> so my mind is going to very dark places I'm, I'm spiraling down 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 right which oh, yeah. is not helping but there's something else what are you able to do in that situation that i'm not able to do um swim keep calm you you keep you can keep calm and you can swim mm, so true. you've got a skill that you can apply to that situation that i haven't got and i can't apply so mm-hmm. when you fall into the water, there's no stress. You're just going to swim, right? Mm-hmm. But when I fall into the water, that's a whole different scenario. So let me ask this question again. What causes stress? Mm. Ooh, it sounds like it could be a number of factors. 
It could be mm, skill or comfort level or experience with the situation. Yeah, that's right. Uh, or how, how you react to that. That's ex- And you're on to it, Joe. It's, it's mm. how you react to it. So ultimately, what causes stress is we do. We cause oh. our own stress. Right. Because all stress is, is the relationship between you and your environment. Mm-hmm. Stress is very. Is there, go ahead. Do you think that? Sorry, it was like it almost kind of feels like there's a there's a a link between stress and how we give ourselves stress and just sort of trust as well. Yeah, it, like, it is um, all combined. That's it. And the, the challenge, of course, is Joe, is that when when we're experiencing a stressful event, when we're in it, um, it's like it's like you know, our, our resources just kind of shut off. We forget about all the amazing resources and strengths and skills that we've been able to apply in the mm. past. And we get this tunnel vision about the thing that's coming to hurt us. And, mm. and we, we make it bigger than it is. And of course, when we focus on the thing and how it can harm us, either physically or even emotionally or impact on our identity, then the body is only one way to respond to stress and that's to fight or flight. So it's going to fire off. It's going to fire off that response, which is going to lead to increase in heart rate. It's going to increase your breathing rate. It's going to increase the blood pressure. The blood is going to be, you know, pushed away from the likes of the stomach and the kidneys and the liver to more the skeletal muscles, getting ready for that fight or flight. And that's what we feel in our bodies. And when that starts to happen, our cognitive abilities they kind of, they kind of go to crazy places. I mean, as if we're going to get eaten by sharks, for example, you know, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the ability to be able to challenge our thinking. And we're going to talk a little bit later on in, in the podcast, if we get a chance uh, around a great mm-hmm. little model to help you challenge your thinking, to reduce the impact of that stress response. Because once we start to feel it, it's, you know, more difficult to pull back rather than once we catch it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Clean, so does that make in, sense? Ariel, so far? You're yeah. on the boat. Mm. Yeah, it does. Um, you're you're on the boat. Jakob the otter has swum off to hopefully help. Yeah. Um, what, you you're experiencing the stress. What are your options? So I guess what I could be doing is I could just you know trust that Jakob's gonna be back. He'd be back in maybe 20, mm-hmm. 25 minutes. Um, you know, Wellington Harbor is is a busy enough place. Other boaties are gonna see me out there in trouble. Mm-hmm. They'll come get me. Um it is actually it's actually pretty funny because earlier in the in our podcast we talked about <laughs> how I'm trying to improve my swimming. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was really, really um uh, really a good topic, actually. It was, it was That's a good one example. way, throw yourself into the middle <laughs> of the ocean and swim swim back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that will do it. <laughs> but certainly if I don't have the skill to be able to deal with whatever it is that's occurring in that environment, what I can do is I can talk to myself in more positive ways. I can talk to myself in more reality-based ways. Um, mm-hmm. I can focus on how I can be calm um, you know, and focus on those thoughts as opposed to allowing my mind to spiral down into those dark places because that certainly doesn't help things. Okay. Yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in your in your talk, 
in at the, at the conference. You also mentioned about the A type, B type, and C type people. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. That's right. So there are certain personalities out there, and, and a lot of people would have heard of the A type, um, and they're mm-hmm. very highly strung. You know, they're very goal oriented. They get stuff done, but at a cost because they've got this underlying sense of hostility about them, and you know, mm-hmm. they they don't. You know, the true A type doesn't really care too much about stepping on people's toes to get what they want, um, and it they've they it very it can very easily lead to burnout when it gets too much. Um, they're quite hostile individuals, and on the flip side, you know, so so A types are more prone to stress, right? And and those triggered responses, they're, they're very poor at emotional regulation. Mm-hmm. Whereas the B types, they're much more relaxed about life. I mean, they get stuff done, but they're not so highly strung about it. They're much more pleasant to be around. But there's a third type that's even lesser known, and that's called a C type. And the C type personality takes the best of the A type and the best of the B types. And, and they combine it into, into one type. And, you know, research tells us that this particular type is the most resilient of all the types because of how their outlook on life and how they face into situations. So, for example, C-types, they, they can be summed up into three words and they're all C words, which, which really is great in helping mm-hmm. us remember them. The first one is control. They've got an internal sense of control. Um, it, 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 they, they believe that they can impact whatever situation they're in for the better. They can influence whatever the challenge might be that they're facing. They've got an internal locus of control is, is, is what it's called in, in, in psychology. They believe mm-hmm. they can impact on their environment in a positive way. The other C is they see things as a challenge. When they come up against an obstacle or a problem, they see it as a challenge, something that is there to be overcome. And they recognize that they're going to learn and grow from this challenge. So they enjoy the opportunity of stretching themselves just a little bit. And then, of course, the last C is the commitment. So they're committed to the outcome, to achieving the outcome. So rather than just focus on I've got this output or I've got this problem, they're focused on beyond that. They're not focused on the one way to achieve this. They're focused on, um, you know, if, if this way doesn't work, what other ways would work? So they're open to trying new things and experimenting. And it's those th- three awesome. things that, that give the, uh, the C-type that mindset to, you know, bounce back quickly and, and head into things that might otherwise be a challenge for other people. And do you think that any one of us could access this mindset? Absolutely, absolutely. Really, a lot of it comes down to what we focus on or what we choose to focus on. Because mm-hmm. at any moment in time, we're, fo- we're doing three things, right? We're choosing, choosing what to focus on. The second thing is, mm-hmm. what does this mean to me? And then the last thing is, well, what am I going to do about it? How am I going to behave? How am I going to feel about it? Right. Um, and so if we choose to focus on things as a challenge, if we choose to focus on what's the good in this situation, if we choose to focus on what can I learn from this, it's a much healthier mm-hmm. way of entering into a challenge than the whole, oh, no, I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to get embarrassed. I'm going to fail. Um, the body's going to respond in different ways. Oh, yeah. 
So there's, uh, you would say it's nurture over nature for these personality types. Um, well, that's an interesting one. Personality, you know, what they tell us is the combination of both, really. Uh, we are born with, mm. with um, certain, I suppose, skills or ways of temperaments, if you like. Temperament is the real word there. Um, but that can certainly be influenced by our environment. Um, so it's definitely a combination of both. I like that. Um, yeah. So if you're in A or B, I guess, by nature, there are aspects of the other type of personality that you're saying, if you focus on it, you can learn oh, to sort of... Absolutely, you can. Way. Absolutely. Again, it just comes down to what we choose to focus on. And, you know, it's catching our thoughts. It's, it's, um, it's, it's, you know, it's being aware of where our thoughts are leading us because, you know, but before every feeling or every behavior, every emotion or every behavior, there's always a thought. So if we're feeling a particular way, mm -hmm. if we're acting in a particular way, the trick is just to dial back a little bit in our thoughts and think, okay, so what must I have been thinking about in order to feel that way? Or what must I have been thinking about in order to act that way? And that's where you get the opportunity to kind of just check in and dispute your thoughts and well, what would be a better outcome? What could I choose to focus on to give me a different outcome? So just interrupting your reaction to make it more. Yes, exactly. So changing your reaction to a response. Like yeah. It. Cool. Was there a, uh, is, are there any, um, so you, 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 Talk, you talked about the three different types mm. of personalities. Um, is there a, a way to approach? So you've given us like a lot of things to think about, but is there like a model or a strategy or something, uh, a way of approaching this sort of um, this sort of thing for dealing with stress? Yeah, there's a really simple model, um, and I know we've only got a couple of minutes, so I'll quickly race through it. Um, it's it's called the ABC model, and basically A stands for the activating event. Mm -hmm or the trigger in our environment. B stands for the belief or the thought that I've got about that activating event. And C stands for the consequence. And the consequence is the emotion or the behavior. Now, most people jump from A to C, there's trigger response or trigger reaction, trigger yeah. reaction. But like we, we talked about before, there's always an interim step and that's B and that's your belief or your thought. Right. And the question is, what must I have been thinking about that event to cause me to feel this particular way or to cause me to act in this particular way? And when you identify that thought, then you can move on to D. And D stands for three things, disputation, distance, or um, distraction. Uh, with distance, it's just distancing yourself from whatever it is that's causing you mm -hmm. the problem, going for a walk around the block, for example. Um, distraction, it might be taking on a new task or listening to some music or calling a friend and having a chat. The disputation, this is my favorite one, I find it works the most, is does it, we dispute our thoughts. And mm -hmm. we do this by using the little model A, I, sorry, A, E, I, O, and U. So if you know your We're alphabet, you can do this one really, really well. <laughs> right? So A stands for alternatives. Right. So what are the alternatives? That, what, what are, how, how else could I interpret this event, for example? Mm -hmm. What are the alternatives to that? 
E stands for, so what evidence have I got to support these alternatives and also my original thought? So it's called metacognition. We're thinking about our thinking. And even if you get this far, what it's going to do is it's going to help reduce the emotion straight away. Right. But we can go further, right? Because I stands for implications. And that's just understanding, you know, what are the real implications here? What's the big deal? O stands for options. So I've thought about the situation. I've got the alternatives. I've got the evidence. I understand the implications. What options have I got to be able to, to move forward? And lastly, U stands for usefulness. So even if the situation is dire, even if I don't have too many options, is it useful for me to, to be, continue to think like this, to continue to spiral down? Right. And the answer is always no. <laughs> and then ultimately, it, the, the, after D comes E. And E is just the event revisited. And I guarantee you, if you go through this process, if you take just two or three minutes to work through it, you're going to feel differently about the event than when you originally started off. I find that really fascinating because it's, um, you know, when, so I'm a big Star Trek fan. And when we think of <laughs> yeah. Vulcans, which are these, you know, these, these aliens that are extremely logical. Uh, growing up, I always thought that, you know, logic meant just doing that middle bit that you're talking about, you know, the D and then sort of analyzing thoughts and that sort of, but the way that you've described it, the A, the B, and the C, it sounds like we actually use our intuition and our reaction to be the trigger for that sort of thinking. It's not like we're always thinking in that way all the time. It's actually we recognize that we've got this internal trigger. It, our, our senses are telling us something. Now it's time to slow it down, think about it before we react, um, which is, yeah, no, I like that a lot. It makes it sound more human. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're bang on. You're bang on. I mean, we have so many thoughts running around our, our, in the background that we're not even aware of. But, it, you know, the, the warning sign is, is how we're feeling or how we're behaving. Yeah. And that's the trigger to just backtrack on our thoughts. And that's where it all starts. Which actually suggests that there's probably a lot of intelligence in feelings. Oh, it's, it's very difficult, almost impossible, really. The brain is too complicated <laughs> to, to be able to, to say feelings, thoughts. Right. It's, it's way too complicated mm. for that. All right. Wow, that is, that is I, awesome. I think, I, think I, I need to hear the end of the story now. Oh, of course. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we've got the king and he, he's got two po portrait or two landscape paintings. On the left is a beautiful one of a calm lake and on the right is this raging mm -hmm. waterfall. And he leans forward and he points to the one on the right. And of course, his advisors are thinking, this is insane. He's, he's lost it. This is, this is crazy. And after a moment, he leans even further forward and he points to a crevice in the rocks of the waterfall. And in that crevice is a nest. And on the nest is a beautiful robin redbreast sitting on her eggs. Mm -hmm. And the king says, this landscape picture represents true peace and tranquility for me. Because when all around you, there is chaos, but you are able to maintain your calm, your mm -hmm. peace. This is true representation of peace and tranquility and calm i oh, wow. like that story a lot thank you <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna botch it as i try to tell my partner later tonight but you might you make her listen to the podcast oh even better oh, hey. really? 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Colleen. Killian, what... you're welcome. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah. And where people can find you if they want to read more or listen or uh, attend your events? What's happening? Sure. Well, look, if, if people want to know more about this stuff, they can pick up my book, First Lead Yourself, that's available awesome. on Amazon, or they can pick it from my website. If you want to get in touch with me personally, the, the best way is through LinkedIn. Um, there's not too many Killeen Hearns on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm very easy to find. Yeah, and we'll have the spelling of his name um, in the description yes. as well. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Hey, look, gentlemen, it's been a real, real pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Jakob. Thank you, Joe. See you all. This, is, this has been Jakob. Bye. Bye.